Hello and welcome to another episode of Load of Old Waffle, the show where we waffle on about film news, TV news and other things of that ilk. Ilk. Nice. Not been away for a while, just been reading the dictionary. <laughs> Back with big words. It's uh, it's extraordinary. I'm Mike. I'm Katie. And today we are doing uh, a long-awaited summer blockbuster review uh, because we just haven't done one of these in a while and we want to get back into the swing of things. We do, we're sorry. And it would be far too late for us to review films like Barbie because the entire planet has seen it. Yeah. Apart from the countries that it was banned because they don't treasure their women. Was it really banned some places? In several places. Let's not get into that. Okay. So, 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 so I don't know what to start on. Yeah, let's, let's, let's not do that. Uh, we're going to start off with Insidious The Red Door. Well, let's. What are all the films we're going to cover? Okay, uh, Insidious: The Red Door, as mentioned, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Still think it's a terrible, terrible name. <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible. Oh fuck me! What was Mission Impossible called? Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning Part One. Yeah, well done. Uh, Barbie, just Barbie, nice and simple. Oppenheimer, also simple. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Meg to the Trench. They dropped the the from it for some reason, which is very strange and <laughs> a little bit annoying. Uh, and Strays, which probably isn't a summer blockbuster, but we both enjoyed it. So We're throwing it in there. Yeah, so we're going to go with the order that they were released, we think. Could be wrong, but... I think Indiana Jones was first and then Insidious. Uh, well, we're going to go in the order I thought they were released in, because it's too late to change. <laughs> Insidious first. Uh, do you want to give your overall opinion of Insidious first? I love this. I thought it was really good, so it was... The same family from how many is there? Is this the fifth one? Yeah, the fifth. Fifth film. So the original stories. The Daltons. The Daltons. No yeah. shit. No, the, they're the Lamberts. No. The kids called Dalton. The kids called. Yeah. yeah. So Dalton gets like possessed from it, mm-hmm. and him and the dad go in like this alter world, whatever. And this is the Dalton when he's grown up. He's going to college, and he's like doing this like cool art course and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's all like tapping into the art world. And but also he's getting his his hauntings back and stuff. Yep. Well, that was my description. It was very. I felt like I was rewatching the film. It was that accurate, <laughs> really. It was. It was informative and enjoyable, and that's everything we're looking for. That's really nice to say. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, I like this a lot as well. I thought it was. Uh, I've seen a lot of things about like this being a lot of people's. It's lower down in their rankings of the Insidious films. Wrong. I enjoyed it a lot, and I think the one criticism I saw a lot was that like it takes a while to get going and to get scary. Mm-hmm. But I like that because it had been like 10 years since we'd last seen like the Lamberts. Yeah. So you need something to remind you of where, of who they are and also like what's changed for them now. Like what yeah. relationships are still there, what's, what's different. I kind of agree with it to an extent because I, I didn't mind the slow build because it was making me really scared. But then I think like it, it wasn't as scary as it probably should have been yeah. in, the, in like the second half. I don't think it was as scary as one or two. Um, especially no, one, I think one is not. one is, but one is really good. Um, but like as it's a not directorial, scary, but I, I really, I really liked it as a film. I think once it gets going, though, it is scary. Mm, one, one criticism I do have is um, the 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 scary red face demon, mm. who I found out is called the lips lipstick face demon, which is an awful name anyway. <laughs> um, but I thought that looked worse somehow. Yeah, it didn't look have the it, same scariness that it used to have. And I know that maybe that's just because it's like the best jump scare i can think of in the first film oh awful but yeah i don't know maybe it's maybe that thing like in a monster film where when you see too much of the monster it loses some of its yeah it's a bit like that yeah so it kind of lost a little bit of its scariness it's 
scariness. For me, yeah. yeah. Let's see that. The big words have gone now, by the way. <laughs> the, it was just the ill. Yeah. Yeah. Right, what would you rate it? Um, I'd give it a 7.5. I think it's... I agree with that. Bang is on. it my favourite horror film of the year? We watched something that we'll talk about next week that's a very different type of horror film that I also think is very high up. But I think it it probably is. I mean, it's so much better than Megan. We talk about that a lot because we both hated yeah, it. Yeah. But it's so much better than that. Um, Just a good story, isn't it? That's what I want. Yeah, that's what I liked. I liked that it was a, a scary film, but it also had good character dynamics and it was really well directed as well by Patrick Wilson, making his first, uh, yeah. his first directorial, well, his first directorial debut because you only get one of them. <laughs> Um, and this so it was made for 16 million because everyone knows horrors are nice and cheap and it made 188 million worldwide uh, at the time of recording which is an absolute win Uh, it's the highest grossing film in the Insidious franchise is it? but I think horror is just on such a big comeback at the minute I love horror if you bring back like an Insidious that everyone remembers as being good and Mm. then there were those two ones that didn't have the Lamberts in that weren't very good Mm -hmm. as soon as you're like oh by the way we're bringing back the original family everyone's invested yeah like new people I do love that because obviously they've grown up with the franchise so it's nice to give it to actors back yeah I thought the kid Dalton was really good yeah he's obviously been famous for a while because he was in uh, you know Jurassic Jurassic World World and and other stuff but I thought this was probably his his best performance I think yeah he was really good everyone was really good in it yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Seven point five. What would you give it? Yeah, I agree. We're going to rank these as we go through them in terms of what's won the summer, uh, and so at the minute that is winning the summer because it's the only one we've talked about by default, really. Uh, moving swiftly on, that was better. That was better. I did like a Chandler. Whoop-ha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the noise. You of, did do Chandler. I did Chandler. Whoopa. Yeah. I did Dial of Destiny. Whoopa. You did. It was much better. There's not a lot of whip cracking in it though. Anyway, yeah, we're talking about Dial of Destiny. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Uh. He's old. He's I'd a, like to start oh, with that. What a stand-up bloke. He but also so have a day off. for his age. Have a day off. So ripped for so his ripped. age. So ripped. He right good, Bob. Silver um, fox, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's a silver <laughs> fox, to be fair. Uh, brief overview. Fair play to him. We watched this one a while ago. Uh, he, he, oh, it starts... I'd like to talk about the de-aging first before we do a little bit of plot. Oh, yeah. Just stop doing it, Hollywood. Yeah. Just, Just stop it. It's it's doesn't it's so distracting all the time, and even in this where it's done quite well consistently, it was done quite well. You're still like, why has he got an old man voice and a young man face? Why does he look so weird if he moves too quickly? Like it's just yeah, just try and avoid it. Yeah, just because there was a thing um, where Mission Impossible had filmed a de-aged Ethan Hunt sequence to start the film, Ooh. and then just cut it because they were like, no, this is going to distract people too much. It's yeah. And I think, I get why they did it in Indiana Jones, because obviously you get like a little, it was fun seeing him fight the Nazis in his prime. Well, he's, you know, he's, he's fake prime. <laughs> um, and it's a nice little sequence. But I, Yeah, it made I, sense for the story, but yeah. I just think there's ways around it. You can just write it in and have characters explain it. It's obviously less exciting, but... Um, so anyway, plot-wise, Indy's about to retire, and he's a bit bored of life. And then he's, he's neat, his uh, goddaughter comes mm-hmm. and meets him. And she's like, oh, let's go and find Archimedes's dial. And they, that's the adventure. Well, do I remember in the posh name? Thank you. Was that in the dictionary? That was in the dictionary, yeah. That was one of the words I read. I read that one. <laughs> that was most of my time reading this, read that one word, knowing <laughs> it would come up. Um, this, uh, I mean, Harrison Ford is amazing in the role, as always. So good. P. Waller-Bridge is a really fun addition. 
Yeah, I really like doing this. Doing something different as well, like, a, you know, n- not so much comedy, more like action hero and mm. a bit snarky and unlikable, which I liked. Well, not unlikable, because she was likable, but, um, well, she was a bastard, wasn't she, really? She was a, a slimy little bastard in it, really. Wow. Kept double-crossing him. You went and... straight in there with the insult. Well, yeah, the she character was a slimy little bastard. She was a bit of a bastard, yeah. though, yeah. But she had that well, That's what I liked about it, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah, I liked him. Um, my problem with this one is it's too long. Oh, it's far too long for far what it is. Far too long. Well, all the aging, you've saved twenty minutes. Well, that's so that is a thing of it, isn't it? And then you, and also it's it's far too expensive. Um, do you want to guess how much it costs to make? Oh, two hundred million. Add a hundred on. <gasps> no, it didn't. It was three. Well, it was two hundred ninety-six million. That's crazy. Which, and I know everyone says, well, you know, they filmed during COVID, and that adds money on. That's a crazy amount of money spent on an Indiana Jones film. Especially yeah. when we get to later films that look better and that are longer and that were made for so much cheaper. It's, it's, I don't understand where the money went. Mm. On, I mean, because it looks good and there's quite a lot of practical stuff. You know, the, the, um, yeah. are oh, they called Tuk Tuk's? Are they called Tuk Tuk's, them little cars? Yeah, I think so. That chase scene is great. Yeah. And I really like good. the bit where he's on the horse in the subway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was good. But, on the whole, no, see, I did enjoy it, and it's miles better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, so at least he got to go out on a good note, but do we need another Indiana Jones sequel? No. But did we enjoy it, Mike? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, like, it, it's a film that I don't know where the decision to, like, yeah, let's put 300 million into this comes from. Yeah, I can't believe that's it like costs That's, like, Endgame money. That's a lot But at money. least with Endgame, you know, you're like, okay, we definitely have a fan base. <laughs> Um, we've built it true. up over 10 years it wasn't like oh by the way the last one people didn't like yeah true. and 15 years later and harrison ford's quite well very old now i mean let's yeah. sink 300 million into this what did it make i will tell you oh got my own phone passcode wrong 382 million so it's a big loss the rule is um to take the budget and double it for marketing and promotion and all that and that's how much a film actually needs to make to break even so, I mean, this is coming up probably, it's probably lost about 100 million. Wow. And it was marketed quite heavily as well. It was. We have an Indiana Jones cut from the cinema that was Oh, real. that is the biggest takeaway from that film. Yeah, that very is, cool cut. Yeah, I was so proud of it. It's, it's a cut, it's a big wide cut with an Indiana Jones fedora on top. Um, it's truly exceptional. It's one of my proudest, <laughs> what's the fucking word? Possession. Yeah, but what, what, what was well, in front of that? No, it's not most that. proudest. Why have we both lost the ability to speak and think? Just too much Prized, most prized possessions. There we go. There we go. Jesus. Okay, moving on. I need on. to lay off the dictionary. What <laughs> would you wait, give it? What would you rate? Mm, honestly, like a six. I think that's a bit harsh. I'd go. Yeah, I think I'd go six point five. Yeah, I think six. I, I think. Cause, it's too long again. Yeah, too long. The de aging takes a bit away. I thought, oh, Mads Mikkelsen was great as well. Oh yeah. Just always oh, such a solid body. And I, you know what? I think we should talk about as well. I really liked the the twist that he actually it went. He went back in time. Oh, yeah, that was because cool. Because people are like, oh, that's unrealistic. Every Indiana Jones film is unrealistic. Every artifact he finds is something ridiculous. Yeah. From history that the obviously doesn't exist. So, and I liked, I, I'm really glad that he didn't just stay in the past. That would have really annoyed me. Yeah. That, that would have been right terrible, thought. yeah. Um, but no, I thought. I was trying to find ways of accepting it as I was watching it without being pissed off. Same. I couldn't, I couldn't. Yeah, I would have been really so, angry. So, yeah, I was glad that Because it just would have made that. no sense. But yeah, no, nice ending. He obviously gets back. Well, he meets yeah, Marion again. Yeah, he meets again. her again. That was nice. Yeah, it was a nice film. 
they wrote Shia LaBeouf out by killing him in a war, which is Fair. Um, yeah, quite funny. <laughs> right, on to Mission Impossible. Da, da, da. I was doing that. That was the Incredibles you just did, yes. Uh, fuck, I can't really believe it. That's it, that's it, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, <laughs> so this is obviously coming on the back of Fallout, which is probably my favourite action film. And Bold. this was the film that filmed throughout all of lockdown. It was like the pioneer film of Filming can we still make films, basically. <laughs> <laughs> is filmmaking still possible? Um, so this budget is also very high, but that, I mean, like, Tom you Cruise had to buy... has been spent, though. Yeah, Tom Cruise had to buy a boat for the cast and crew to isolate on. There was obviously that video that leaked of him just shouting at people for breaking COVID protocols. Oh, God. Um, so this had a lot of pressure and obviously it opened a week and a half before Barbenheimer and lost yeah. all the IMAX screens. And So there's a lot of reasons why this might not have done as well as it probably should have done. Um, Go on. Well, I think it should have been moved, first of all, before we actually get into the numbers of it. I think this should, this should have been... They should have looked at the flash and stuff and gone, right, we can compete with that. Yeah. Let's move it forward a month. Let's compete with Indiana Jones. Let's move it forward a month and let it have legs. Because this it was just wiped out by Barbenheimer. I agree. I don't think anyone expected Barbenheimer to be such a big thing. No, I agree. But, yeah. But then again, I think... I think with it being... They underestimated Nolan. Barbenheimer and mm. overestimated Transformers and Indiana Jones and yeah. Flash. And if they'd opened in that, it would have just wiped the floor with all yeah, of them. Yeah, it would have. Flash got badly any showings, did it? No. It so shit. Um, do you want to give us the plot of uh, Dead Reckoning? Briefly? I can't remember. She's pulling a face that implies that she does not remember. I can't uh, remember, though. So I just a... remember the nicey little yellow car. That there was, is. That's that a fun, fun scene. Part, yeah. yeah. Uh, there is an AI that is slowly taking over the world. Well, it's like, he's doing bad shit. We watched this a while ago. <laughs> There's <laughs> only one man who can stop it, and it's Ethan Hunt and his friends. Um... So he, he does. He, he goes does out to thing. stop it and it ends on a, a an earned cliffhanger. It doesn't feel like half a film, which is always a worry when something's called part one. That's true. It doesn't feel like half a film. This was very fast paced. The stunts yep. in it are, I mean, they're always amazing, aren't they? But yeah. really looked amazing. Yeah, some of the best stunts you've seen in cinema, probably. Um, you just, that he, whole one when he, that we watched so many clips of him where yeah. he drives down that massive hill and just goes off the fucking cliff in his motorbike. The cinema, wasn't it? Yeah. Dead, it was deadly silent. It was probably the most quiet I've ever heard of cinema. It, it was, was so yeah. good. It, it, I mean, I, I, I loved this one. I don't know if I loved it as much as Fallout. It is crazy. How old. He, yeah. he, he looks incredible. Yeah. He's not a silver fox. He's no. a He's a dark-haired... He's a bloody... Sex machine. What's a baby fox called? I don't know. <laughs> it'd, Babe. Be, it'd be a good joke if there was a word for it, but I don't think there is. I didn't get to that part of the dictionary. Um, <laughs> I was um, quite, far, quite close quite to Quite far in, yeah, they made it to D, uh, <laughs> which is not a dick joke. It's a storm of dictionary. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, I like this a lot. I don't know if it beat Fallout for me. Um, well, I, spoilers, obviously, for all these. They've been out for ages. I the one thing I didn't like about it, I didn't like the decision to kill Rebecca Ferguson's character. Agreed. Um, Ilsa, Ilsa Faust. She had an unjust um, death as well. It's weird because there's the early fake out where you think she's dead. Yeah. And then it's like, oh no, she's alive. And it's like, oh, Mission Impossible, you're always pulling the wool over our eyes, you clever franchise. You'd never <laughs> kill off our favourite character. And then 
she just and then they do. <laughs> she just dies in a sword fight to save Haley Atwell, who is a great addition to the franchise as well. Yeah. Really good. I feel like it's about time she got like a big role other than Peggy Carr. Yeah, definitely. And she's so good in it. Um They had really good chemistry. Yeah, a lot of flirty banter. But we'll come back to that anyway. Yeah, it just it, the the that that soured it a little bit for me. Yeah, I wanted just, us to die in a more like grand Because I feel like they've been building to a her and Ethan romance because it was like, you know, they're the same person and they understand each other and the only way you could ever yeah. be happy is to have a romance with someone in the same line of work, basically. Um, so I don't know if that was maybe heard. She asked for that. She was done with well, the franchise. Or... Coming back to what I just said, the vibes were so good. I wonder if that they were like, oh fuck that, we don't need that love triangle. Yeah, yeah. The chemistry was just like so good on screen. Yeah, they that's like, interesting. Oh, we'll just yeah. write her out of it. We don't. We, she doesn't really offer what we needed to give anymore. Mm, and you can only, which I don't agree with. But you can only ever have one girl on the Mission Impossible team. Exactly. You can't have two girls. That would be crazy. That would be. Whoa, slow down. How Mike. would people understand? People couldn't. People couldn't. One's two, hard enough. Two girls on the same team. You can I have just, you can have some bad guy girls as well. That's fine. Stop. That's I need, fine. I need to stop talking for my. I brain. mean, we say it with gritted teeth. It's fine. That's fine. You can have two girls if one of them's a buddy. <gasps> um, also, Make them kiss. Pom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> love sarcasm on the channel. Pom Clementine was brilliant as the like silent. Um, it's like a goon basically. She was <laughs> yeah. just like a little. Um, she was like a bodyguard, wasn't she? I think she was called Paris. She was great in it. Tom Cruise is great as always. I mean, yeah, the... so it, yeah. I'm not really into these films to be honest, but I was my arm was twisted. Yeah, I was like yeah, this is really good. This is fun. The whole train stunt at the end, just everything about that is exceptional. Yeah, looking forward um, to part two. This one was funnier than other films in the franchise. Well, it's probably yeah, the funniest Mission Impossible. Like you said, the Fiat, the whole little yellow Fiat scene. Um, I think that's what the other ones are missing for me. Yeah, I like that it's not like Marvel quips, though. Yeah. It's more like situational humour in those, which I like. Because yeah. if you were, like, he's far too stressed, Ethan Hunt, to be making jokes all the time. Yeah. He's saving the world twice a year or whatever. Yeah. So, I like that it's like, this, like let's write them into a funny situation where he doesn't have to make a joke. But it's yeah, still funny. That's yeah, that's true. Uh, and obviously you've got Simon Pegg there for the jokes, who again is really Simon good Pegg. in everything and especially good in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what would you rate this? Uh, I'm just trying, um, I'll probably give it, I'm struggling with a 7.5 or an 8. Oh, I think that's low. I probably would give it an 8. I mean, in my head I'm trying to say if I preferred it to Insidious and I probably did. I'm going to go on between an 8.5 and a 9. I'm going to go with... A nine. I think this was my second favourite film of the summer. Um, but should we talk budget? Yes. If I can get my phone passcode right this time. This uh, was made for $291 million, but that massively ballooned up during COVID. I don't think that... That's crazy to think about Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's what I mean. Think about how much better Mission Impossible looks than... Yeah, God. Um, and I think everything's real in that. Yeah. So I, I think the next one, I think part two, will have a much smaller budget, not as like a panic... Just in like, I think that the, the budget would well, never have been this high anyway. Well, yeah, they? yeah. Um, and this made five hundred and sixty-three million. Wow. So it probably by the end of its run might scrape even. Wow, um, God. Yeah, I mean. That's the thing, though. If you spend so much money. That's the problem, isn't it? Wow. And I, but I mean, it's just it's. I think that the, I, I think this one can be excused a little bit for its big budget because of how. This was like the first film to shoot during lock during lockdown, so they probably 
had to pay so much more because they were testing everything yeah, they were to make it yeah all they were figuring stuff. it all out to how to do it and then probably other people like okay they did it this way we could do it this way which is still just a safe but cheaper and um let's move on to barbie Woo! throw some shrimp on the barbie <laughs> Uh, sorry anyone good accents good day australians <laughs> um Ooh, sorry australians do you want to give us a recap of barbie can you remember that one yeah so barbie's chilling in barbie world mm-hmm. barbie land barbie, world? barbie land i think barbie. i don't know which one it is no i can't barbie land it's definitely barbie land, barbie land. and um shit starts going wrong for her she's, shit hits the fan she's having an existential crisis and mm-hmm. shit so she goes to see Weird Barbie, who tells her she has to go into the real world to work out why shit's going wrong. Why the shit's hitting the fan. So her and Ken go into the real world and mm-hmm. get objectified and stuff. That's yeah. the end of your description? That's not the film. There's a lot more. And then... You ended it up getting objectified. That'd be the okay. worst ending to a film ever. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Someone I'm squeezes Barbie's think. bum and then the credits roll. <laughs> welcome to the world. Yeah, welcome to the world, girls. <laughs> Um, shit. Then she finds her Barbie family, people. I'm going to take over with this one, just because <laughs> um, I don't actually think Katie has seen the film. Um, <laughs> she finds the people who've been playing with her, which is why she's having these weird visions, because she's become, like, linked to them. Well done, Mike. And it's a mum, and then they all go back to Barbie land, but in that time, Ken has learned about the patriarchy, and learned that men um, in, in the, the real world, world are... are how do you describe the patriarchy? Fuck me. Anyway, Ken likes horses. So he goes back <laughs> and he installs a patriarchy all of his own and he makes a Mojo Dojo Casa House and um, Barbie has to re- re-establish the order of Barbie land. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. It's really good. It's not as funny as I wanted it to be, is, is my disappointment We both said um, afterwards that I wish it was a 15 and they made it more catered to adults because i just don't think it's a kids film at all they've obviously made it 12 so they can make more money out of it but really it's worked, to be fair it has worked fair play but it's i can't understand how any kid is really enjoying that film no i think it's a film that kids would watch and they'd probably laugh once every 10 minutes but they wouldn't understand most of it it made me think of when i got mean girls on dvd when i was like 10 and i loved it but it was the best film ever and then i watched it again when i was an adult and realized i understood none of the film the first time yeah and I just liked all the all the funny things on screen that I didn't understand. Yeah, because there were some seriously young kids in our screen as well. Really young. Um, and I do think maybe that's... It. I don't think the marketing wasn't an honest reflection of the film. I don't either. I don't. I think if people took really young kids to it and were annoyed about things that were said in it, this might be controversial to say, but I think it, it didn't give it away 100% of the trailer, but I think it wasn't marketed as like, a, this yeah. is going to be Barbie and it's going to be a lovely, nice children's film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think the trailer gave you enough hints. It obviously didn't want to give too much away. Yeah. The trailer, which is tricky, because you have to try and get the tone across without spoiling yeah, stuff. I was not surprised on how the film turned out. I wasn't expecting it to no. be a kids' film. The problem is, though, I people... think everyone else just assumed, "Oh, Barbie, it's a children's toy. This must be a children's film," without really paying much attention to the actual trailer. Well, yeah, and not, not even everyone watches each other. So there's some people just walk in and see yeah, the poster, true, and yeah. it's just Margot Robbie and Ken smiling in a car. I don't know why I went with one character name and one actress name. that was strange uh it's just i don't you mean though i think it, they should have gone either one one way or the other way. i think they've, so the way that they've done it has made the most money which hats yeah. off you can't really fault them for it and the message of the film is really strong as well i think it's a very important film um, yeah obviously it's broken so many records in terms of uh greta gerwig is not it's the 
highest grossing film directed by a female. Um, Ever? Yeah. It's broken loads of other records, but don't know off the top of my head. That was my one record. How many records do you know off the top of your head, Katie? I don't know any, mate. I win. Boom. You win. Patriarchy. Well <laughs> and don't even like horses. That is true. It's is very true. funny. There's lots of funny songs in well, it. Well, Ryan Gosling steals it. Ryan Gosling is amazing in it. He's so fucking funny. He, yeah, it's a shame that really kind of Margot Robbie doesn't get more comedy yeah. moments. Yeah. Because obviously she's kind of going through the existential crisis and we learn how it works through her eyes. It's it's like yeah. Ken's the comedic relief, but he, he does it so well. It's a sad bit of irony, really, that Ken steals the show and it's all about the patriarchy being Yeah. Awful. But, I mean, he's a lot of other people are fun. I mean, Michael Sarah's excellent in it. Oh my all God. the other Barbies are great. Um, it the what? set is amazing as well. I will point that out though as well that I was disappointed. The set is unbelievable. Like the first ten minutes, of yeah. The film. I wish there was more time in it. Yeah, I agree. I think my problem was it spent a bit too much time in the real world. Mm. And uh, another big problem I had with it, which I thought was really odd, um, Will Ferrell is completely wasted in it. Yeah, it's such a strange decision to get Will Ferrell and like um the guy from Stuff Let's Flats and stuff as well. Yeah, are all these like the, the corporate Mattel workers. Uh huh. Who obviously like represent the patriarchy, but they're just—they're not funny at all, and the jokes for them don't land, and they're like—they're in it a bit too much. I don't think it's not funny at all. I think, like you said, it's just not quite utilised the opportunity as best as it possibly could. Uh, I'm looking for an actor's name as well to give a shout out because uh, if I can find it, if I can find it, if I can find it, I can't find it. Too much pressure. Um, it's the mum. I just want to know what the mum's name actually is. Oh, America okay. Ferreira. I thought it was. Um. She is so good in yeah, it. Yeah, she's really good in it. They're all really... So I really loved this film. I thought it was really good. It's a really clever script. It's really... Yeah. The performances all around are excellent. Like you said, Barbie World looks amazing. It looks amazing. Um, I just... I, my thing for me was I wish it was a 15 and funnier. I think... I, I would have liked it to have been funnier. Um, I thought it was really funny. I just think it was... It just for me as an adult. It, I get why they did it. Yeah. But yeah, that would have been also, perfect for me. I think there's one too many long speeches kind of explaining the point and the theme of the film and there's one right at the end where so america obviously has a big speech and i think margot robbie has one and they're both really good and then the old woman who invented barbie or something oh yeah comes in it and has another speech about how bad the world is and like do you really want to go there it's like no we know it's bad because we we've we've been there and we've seen it yeah like you just kind of we know this. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Actually, yeah. That like, it, it kind of felt like spoon feeding to the audience. Like, I kind of feel like make you had sure to you do get that, though, this. The, not like I suppose they don't know what the message is going to be afterwards, but it was such a mixed bag of what people thought it was going to be. Yeah. If you did go in there expecting it to be a complete children's film, you would have been so blindsided in the cinema that you probably did kind of need that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Whereas we were the other end of it, and we were expecting it to be. Yeah. Like more really or less what it was yeah so we were we thought it'd be more silly than it was yeah I, I think so yeah um i'm just ken exceptional that deserves a mention i am kano <laughs> yeah i am kano uh what would you what would you rate it well it's my favorite film of the summer okay so i'm gonna give it a oh, 8.5 wow that's low for your favorite film of the summer i know uh it's I my know, would i give it a nine i, I want to watch it again yeah, I'd like to watch it again. That's on my to I did rewatch really enjoy list. It. I feel like I've given it a negative review and I didn't mean to. Um, 
I, it's my third favorite film this summer. It falls in just behind Mission Impossible for me. I think it's an eight for me. Um, mm. Yeah. I, I, again, I think I need to rewatch it. It's I been a while since we've seen now. it. I think that's fair. I think um, that's fair. Uh, I loved it. Budget, 100 million. Mm. Uh, and it has, at the time of recording, this could go up again. It's made 1.4 billion. It's crazy, that. Yeah. It? So it's that still is... getting three showings, isn't it? Yeah. It's, 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 it's the most popular film uh, of the year. Deservedly so, I think. I think so. A nice change. You you told me a stat the other day that was like the the highest three grossing films of the year so far this year. So Mario, Barbie, and Oppenheimer is the yeah. first time in I think it was like it was either ten or twenty years where it's not been the That's top it. three yeah. and not part of a, a franchise. Yeah, not been a sequel or a reboot or something. Yeah, yeah. which is a great sign. It's crazy, um, though, isn't it? For so yeah. long, whether it's ten or twenty years, I can't remember which one it was. Well, yeah, but it makes sense because this. Marvel just normally have a film in there, wouldn't they? Probably yeah. for the last 10 years. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, but yeah, well done, Greta Gerwig. Loved it. Now we'll move on to the other side of Barbenheimer. Oppenheimer. Um, Very different vibe. So good. So Very good. good. Yeah. I, for anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while, they'll know that going into it, I was unexcited for Oppenheimer. I thought it was going to be really boring. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, it it was, was so three, good. Was it three hours long? Three hours long, yeah. It's, it's so, so good. So plot. Oppenheimer, very clever bloke. Yeah, clever bloke. Gets headhunted basically to build an atomic bomb. Sketchy past. Or nuclear bomb. He wants to build, fuck, I don't know, a big bomb. Big bomb. And yeah, he's had some like uh, dicey, dicey vibes. Mm -hmm. People are a bit unsure about him, so yeah, he gets kind of. And then it's it's the it's the the there's two storylines. One is him building, leading up to the building of the bomb and whether the bomb will work and etc. Another one is years later. whether he was a what's the word what the fuck's he being accused of being communist a communist that's it and they said a revolutionist and i knew that wasn't right mm-hmm. partly because i don't even think it's a word um yeah so you, it, i mean the cast is unbelievable yeah. you've got killian murphy robert Downey jr emily blunt matt damon florence Pugh, josh peck <laughs> um there's so many people Rami Malek pops up Gary Oldman it's crazy like every scene someone will pop up and you'll be like oh shit I forgot you were in this and you're also amazing it Um, was really good if we can get into my only negative with the film um, the sex scenes are hilarious they are they are crazy they are so unnecessary they're wildly unnecessary Um, I mean the one where not the one where they have sex and he like she makes him read Sanskrit or something I think halfway through very very strange um, the one where they've clearly had sex off screen and then they're just sat naked staring at each other on like armchairs in a hotel room is just the funniest thing that anyone thinks anyone has ever done that. Yeah. Like I anyone. I don't think, like I'm not a prude or nothing, but they just don't fit the vibe of the film for me. Not, well, just. <laughs> I get they're trying to show you as a bit of a womanizer. But yeah, but, it, but it's not. But they showed that with that, do you remember that third blonde woman that he kept making eyes at at all the dudes? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They get, that was enough to give that vibe. Well, yeah, and you know, he, he, the way he meets Emily Blunt, she's already married, and he obviously yeah. seduces her, and they run off and get married. You you, you get that he's a womanizer. Um, just the the vibe, the, the it was just really strange. I openly and laughed the, the at the armchair quick cut one. To it as well, yeah. I think I think that's people it. People did snigger in the cinema. I think the problem. I think it's, it's the the editing of film. it. It's the fact yeah. that it goes from like just two people having a chat to all of a sudden. Florence Pugh's just riding, She's riding him. riding him with a book on her tits, like, read the no, book. No, 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 she goes and grabs the book. 
Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but the armchair one is so... F- I mean, it's crazy. Because you knew it was in a shack, just straight away. <laughs> it's crazy that this film's so good and we've just started with the sex scenes, but... I thought, the I the, the armchair one it. is hysterical. Like, they're, they've oh, had... They were having an illicit affair. Into. You're just going straight to sleep after that. You're not being like, now should we have a deep chat about the world? No. That no. was the vibe, though, wasn't it? Falling. We've both... We've parked. I'm sweet now. Let's have a cuddle. Let's have a cuddle and a kiss, and then yeah, let's you know. Takeaway maybe. If we leave now, we might not have to pay for the full night's stay. That'd be good. (laughs) Save ourselves some money. Um, (laughs) Back into the actual film. Yeah, beyond that. So for me, like the first hour was, I was trying really hard to understand what was going on, and just my little brain trying to. What's the word I want? All the cognitive. Understand. Was the word you were trying to understand? Trying to understand all the physics and shit, and then. After about an hour, it all clicked and started to make sense, and it got really fast-paced. And see, I I actually think I I agree. It's such a hard thing to explain, but I actually think it did it quite a good job. It did do a good job at it in the first half of where I was just thinking, "Fuck me, it's two more hours of this." Yeah, I get what you mean, and I agree. It gets really fast-paced when they start like recruiting scientists and stuff to build yeah, it, it gets, and so it really builds the excitement um, as well. But I also I think I it's hard because. I've, well, I've seen a lot of people saying the opposite to what I think and saying that the last hour was quite slow. After the bomb has gone off then, mm. and then when you mainly focus on the Robert Downey Jr. storyline. Mm. So, you know, I think that's... I thought that stuff was interesting because, like, even though the bomb stuff is really tense, yeah, you know it works. Like, in the back of my mind, I kept going like, okay, I know this works. I didn't know what happened in the Robert Downey Jr. stuff. Yeah, that's so, true. So whenever that was on, I was like, okay, I'm hooked here because I know nothing about this. Yeah. Like, I, I knew literally nothing about any of it going into it no i didn't um, the performances I mean, are so good oh yeah. robert downey jr like what a reminder of just how good an actor he is when yeah. he's not iron man he's not that he's bad as iron man but yeah just i know i know seeing him do something different again he's so good i really liked how oh well like you said all the characters are played so so well but i kept toying back and forth with who i thought was in the right and whether i thought yeah. especially oppenheimer was a, a good person or a bad person mm-hmm. but then suppose by the end of it you realize that he's he's kind of both Exactly, that's what I like about it as well. It, it's not like, oh, by the way, this guy was evil or this guy was good. It's kind of like, here's all the facts. Make your own yeah, mind up. Yeah, like, you know, we've not we've not led you in one direction or the other. We've just told you a story. And now yeah. it's up to you to decide who in this story what you like, like, who incredible. you don't like. And I like that he he wasn't sure about himself either by the end of it, whether he'd done, yeah. d- like, done the right thing. He was just so obsessed with physics and stuff, he couldn't help himself. Exactly, then. yeah. Yeah. Well, it all changes for him, doesn't it, when he realises that, they've basically going to win the war anyway, and so they don't yeah. really need this bomb anymore, but they're like, well, finish it. Well, yeah. I'm still going to use it. And you can, at that point, I think he's when he's like, well, no, this was fine when I was doing it because the, the Germans might have done it. Mm. But now I'm kind of just doing it just Kill so we have people. the biggest bomb, yeah, and it seems yeah. a bit silly. Um, I mean, again, it's so good. It's so well made. It looks so good. It does. It really does. It was only made for 100 million. Was it? That's cr- I was really shocked when I was looking up when I was doing the research for this before. It's so long as well. So long, so man, the name of the actors in him. Yeah. How do you get all them lot signed on for a hundred million? It's oh, crazy. It's the, what's the word? No, the Nolan no, effect. Being on, yeah. Yeah. Being doing a film with him. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Florence Pugh came out recently and said that when he offered her the part, he said, "I don't want to offend you because I know this part's really small and I don't want you to think oh. that I'm like being offensive. I just, you know, I want you to be a part of this." And she was just like, "Yeah, no." Please, do it because yes, yeah, it's, it's you 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 christopher nolan obviously i'm going to make this film with you i mean yeah she don't have a lot to do in it she gets shagged twice and then commits suicide yeah it's, yeah it's not it's not a meatiest role no 
She's very um, good in it, though. Like, but then, like we said, everyone is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I remember thinking about two hours in, I was like, Emily Blunt is wasted in this. Yeah. She's had about five screen time, and then she gets one scene to really kind of show yeah, that character really off and who it, she is. Yeah. Um, I just, I think it's really, and I was so surprised with it, with how I was yeah, just I enjoyed it more than I so engrossed the whole way through. Um, it's, it, I think it's a 10 for me. Oh my God, that's yeah. crazy. I will give it a 10. I'll give it an 8 now. So, because it's your second best film of the summer? Yeah. It's my first, and I think it's comfortably my first. That was, yeah. Maybe a 9.5 just for those two sex scenes because they're so hysterical. <laughs> well, I just, I kept thinking that when, um, I'm an avid letterbox user. You are. Just because I have a bad memory as well, don't ask me. Mm-hmm. It does help me get along in life. And I like to do it. But, <laughs> but when I first was rating them, I thought, I can't, what would I watch again? Barbie or Oppenheimer? And I just I just wouldn't be like, oh, can't wait to watch Oppenheimer tonight. I Yeah, I agree. But I also think there are some films that you do watch once. I know you, I know, I know it's not really fair for me to judge it that way, but that's that is how I judged it. And that's why Barbie was my favourite. Yeah, no, I get that. I think that's fair. That's like, again, like how you judge it that's mm. fair but i think Thank for me it nice was it was mainly how much better it was than what I, than, than i expected going into it and i was open i know i was really too good. harsh going into it well we but, we didn't love tenet either did we so oh no tenet really tenet was so bad yeah so so you couldn't hear a thing it's i mean we, we can't review really tenet now but, amazing. Yeah. well it. yeah i think he'll i think he will definitely be nominated i think the best supporting actor will go down to Danny Jr. and Gosling, I which would be hysterical either way. That. that would be so good. Well, just the fact that that's going to be the big battle is crazy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, really, really, uh, really well done. From an 100 million budget, it's made 890 million at the time of recording, and people still think there's an outside chance it could hit a billion. Um, well, it's still, get, it's still getting two showings. It needs, a day. To, it needs to make 100. It needs to make another 100 million. It, it's quite a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. It, it, It'd be hit and miss, but I'd think maybe nine fifty. Well, this again is how uh, Mission Impossible's really missed out because this has been yeah. in the cinema for ages IMAX now. IMAX as well hasn't it? had all the IMAX screens. Yeah. And it's made so much money from its IMAX screens and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I if Mission Impossible had had the IMAX screens for longer, we I would have watched it in IMAX, but we don't have an IMAX oh, screen near us, so it's like yeah, we have to go like you basically right have to take a day city. out. To, yeah. yeah, so. If we would have been in for longer, we would have had more time to do that, but instead we just have to watch it on a normal screen. Was upsetting. Um, mm-hmm. On to Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Love it. Yeah, I loved it too. Uh, it's what it, a fun little film. Yeah. Love the animation style. Classic Seth Rogen. Just, just making something really good. Animation has taken, so it's taken all the right lessons from Spider-Verse mm-hmm. and Puss in Boots. But and still has its own distinct original style. Yeah, it does. It, it does. It, it, it's like... It's kind of grubbier. It's kind of grubbier in like its animation style. <laughs> yeah, like it, it it's kind of rougher on the eyes, but for some reason I like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's kind of sketchy, isn't it? The baby turtles were very cute, though. You are right. They were so cute. I liked the I liked the backstory. I liked the focus on mutants and um, kind of their yeah, place in that world. Uh, the, the, all the mutants were really funny. The Paul Rudd one was great. Oh, we've not ju- summarized it. I know, I know, but I've just I've jumped into straight into praise. Straight into praise. Well done, Seth Rogen, and your writing partner, whose name I can never remember. Evan. Evan. Well done, Evan. Evan. Big brain, I'm going to call him. So the summary is we have the four gorgeous, cute baby turtles. Mm -hmm. They live in the sewer, and they got accidentally, like, got the ooze on them and stuff. So they became mutants. 
and then the rat dad makes them live in the sewer because humans are horrible. Can we can we give Splinter his real name? Please don't not call him the rat dad. <laughs> Splinter makes them live in the cellar because humans are horrible. In the cellar? <laughs> in the sewer. But the turtles Making go sound out well abusive. And do get the food shopping and shit, but they really want to live in the human world. So they like sneak out. And Can't believe you said he makes them live in the cellar. <laughs> like living in the cellar it's probably worse really it's meant they have a really, really nice sewer <laughs> we have a really nice cellar it's the nicest it. bit of the sewer that i've seen that's true yeah they'll have nice little bunk well, yeah, they, they just, they just want to live in what else do they want bit, don't they? yeah they want to be accepted well, then um... they watch ferris bueller that's a fun bit oh yeah that's a fun bit but then there's superfly who's the big baddie mm-hmm. who keeps like doing bad stuff with his mutant yeah powers, and because so because the involved. mutants have shunned him the, the mutants because the real world has shunned him he wants to turn the entire world into mutants, yeah. which would kill all the humans. But the turtles like the humans, so they don't want to. They want to stop that. Do it. Yeah. Um, it's it's so good. It's what I love about it is in every iteration they have adult voices, and the teenage part of it is just kind of ignored. This it's, it felt genuinely like they were kids. Like in the little yeah, jokes they had, it really felt like, like a modern teenager. Yeah, it's so it captured the modern teenager perfectly. And then you obviously have. You know they're, they're 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 longing to get out into the world, but you know the the apprehension of what humans will think of them and. Well, it's kind of like everyone's so eager to grow up. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of like a coming of age story, really. Yeah. When you think of it, but with nunchucks and stuff, it's 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 great. It I genuinely love the stick is. joke as well. Yep. Who is it? That's a stick. Donatello. Donatello. Yeah, that was funny. Just has a big. Stick. It was funny. It was very um, witty. There's loads of good jokes. Loads and loads of good jokes. I like it when Splinter to try and appease them throws them a human party and he's got all the human Chris's as cardboard cutouts. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Like Evans and Hemsworth and Pratt and Pine. Very funny. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's just funny. It was just, yeah, really easy watch, but I, I've never watched anything to do with Turtles ever. Mm-hmm. So this was my first introduction to it. Yeah. And I, I was expecting it to be good of it being Seth Rogen and stuff, but yeah. it was so much better than I thought it was going to be. He's so good at. He's just on such a run of hits at the minute. It Seth just Rogen. seems like it's... so effortlessly easy for him. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? It feels so, like that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's. I don't think there's anything he couldn't do at the minute. Like, the voice uh, acting as well was really good. Yeah, all four of the main turtles as well. I liked how different they all sounded as well. Yeah, like, it felt like they all really had their own personality. Well. Yeah, um, I liked it. that they were all funny. It wasn't just Mikey who was funny, and all the others were like angry all the time. And yeah, a nice balance of. Obviously, they have the they have their little sibling rivalries, but you know the brothers deep down, and they'll always be there for each other. Very good. Ice it Cube's really good. funny as well. Ice Cube was really good. Isn't it? Um, really, really good. Yeah, I was very, I was pleasantly surprised. I liked the ooze joke when someone calls it goo and they prefer ooze, and they all just start saying ooze in different ways. <laughs> ooze. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you give it? Oh, I think I'd give it an eight point five. I yeah, I think I'd go eight point five. Where would that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So far, I've got Barbie top and then Oppenheimer and Turtles on par. I'd go Oppenheimer top, then Mission Impossible, then Barbie and Turtles on par. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, now let's get down to. Oh, sorry, it was a seventy million budget, and so far it's made one hundred sixty-one million gross, yeah. um, which isn't great. But I think this is one of those kind of like elemental uh, film we haven't seen, but obviously doesn't make it into our summer review, where that was a huge flop opening. It was like Pixar's yeah, lowest ever weird. opening. And then just because it was the only animated film in cinemas for so long, it's ended up grossing over 500 million. It's crazy, that, isn't um, it? So yeah, and I think The awesome. Turtles is getting a really good word of mouth as well. And I think it will just stay in cinemas for a while. Yeah. I think it'll easily creep up towards 250. Um, 
which should be enough to get it a sequel, I think. Apparently, it's already been greenlit, and they're going to do a series on Paramount Plus as well. Um, but yeah, I want another, I another definitely film, want another definitely. One, yeah. um, the only thing I'd worry about for a sequel would be, because obviously all the other mutants who turned good live with them now, mm. I'd be a bit apprehensive of, is it still going to be a, feel like a Turtles film? Is it going to feel like a mutants film? Mm. Like, I would rather them all take a big backseat in a sequel and it focus on just the Turtles again. Yeah. Like, I like them, the, the amount of screen time they had in this. Well, they, well they've, they've gone to school and stuff, haven't they? So maybe the sequel will be predominantly in the human world. Yeah, I suppose, because they were the that only ones who went... Yeah, that would work, yeah. <laughs> well, in the post credit scene, obviously, the, the, um, the evil woman who milks them. That's another very funny joke, that by the way. Really funny. Very funny joke. That when he's like, you've been in the human world for five, <laughs> day, five minutes and you've already been milked. <laughs> 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 That's a really funny joke. Um... Yeah, she hires Shredder to obviously come and get the turtle. So I think Shredder's such a good baddie anyway. Yeah, mm. can't wait. Love it. Green light that now, Paramount. <laughs> and then pay your writers and actors fairly. Do that first and then green light the turtle sequel. Yeah. Priorities. Uh, oh, we've got to talk about the Meg 2. Oh, no, sorry, not the Meg 2. Meg, Meg 2. The Trench. Uh, what, what a car a, crash of a film. What a film. And not in a fun way, like Fast and Furious. Like a really sad, horrible a tragic anyway, car crash a tragedy it was this was awful it's 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 taken all the wrong lessons from the first one it's so boring nothing happens for the first hour Ow. and then they go in the trench for about what 25 minutes and it's boring as fuck they do mm-hmm. nothing there and then the last 40 minutes really fun yeah the last fighting little dinosaurs really and the sharks and stuff but it's so boring it's so boring the whole film should have been like the last 40 minutes just yeah, absolute chaos, chaos fighting sharks with your bare hands it's also crazy how much of a lie that trailer was the trailer yeah. had like statham on the jet skis and he was mowing down sharks and the dinosaurs are in it the trailer should have been the first minute of just people talking and being bored senseless and then 20 seconds of fun at the end so you know exactly what to expect it's crazy that they went let's make this one more serious and let's put more people talking and then they can just fight a shark at the end because oh. we obviously have to I don't, yeah, I don't get it. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know why they killed off, I think she was called Mailing's mum. I don't know why they got you rid think of her. She was, oh, I thought you meant that was a character name. <laughs> Mailing's mum. <Yeah. laughs> I can't remember what her actual character name was, but character. I don't know why, I can't remember why would they character kill her names. off. Is, is, what's Stacey Statham's name? Oh, she's called like Jessie or something. Jonas. Jonas. That's the only one I remember, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have such little to say about it, because it, it... It was rubbish. It was boring. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was it was really bad. It was Do you wanna know what I rated it on Letterboxd? Half a star. Half a star, yeah. yeah. I think I'd give that's... it a one out of ten. Yeah. Purely I agree. for the last forty minutes that we got to see that cute little dog again and it lived. Yeah, maybe a maybe a dog maybe give it a two point five. Two point five? Why? Because like a one is like dunno. Don't watch this, it's shit. Well yeah, it's also two point five out of ten. Yeah. No, I'd give it a one. That's <laughs> Give it a one because some of the acting was just like it was none of the actors' fault. Or I actually think Statham's really good in it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think they're all good in it. To be honest, I just think it's not it's, the actors' fault. It's just a bo- no. it's a boring script. Statham actually has is rumored as being that he doesn't like it because he didn't like the fact that it was less bloodshed and a uh, a lighter tone. I wasn't sure it was a lighter tone. I can't remember a joke landing, but yeah, uh, well, I suppose it tried. But I mean, I think just, if you'd make you, it, it gave you nothing. It should have been tongue in cheek, and it should have been like, yeah, let's embrace the silliness of this concept. Yeah. And he'll just fight loads of sharks and it'll be sweet and people will people will be there. We'll put him on a jet ski with a katana. Yeah, straight away I'm, I'm invested. 
don't have him fighting humans in a big underground trench, trench house. How the fuck did they build that? I just, I can't. It's too boring. I don't, I, I want, I don't even want to waste <laughs> brain cells thinking about how they built that trench in, in within the trench. Uh, Since it only got un- unveiled at the very end of the last film by fucking accident. But was, no, there was a fucking Was there a big squid? There. there was a big squid there at one point. Squid, I like the big why? squid. But why? It's about sharks. Oh yeah, but you can have squids as well. Well, yeah. Don't Give be... a bit of excitement. Yeah, I, I liked the squid. Uh, so this cost 129 million to make, Molin Oppenheimer and Barbie, uh, and somehow it's grossed 384 million worldwide, which is it is staggering. It's because Mugs like us thought it'd be fun because it had such bad it. reviews as well. Uh, everything about it warned you, really. Yeah. Don't watch this. Um, but we did. We watched it, and uh, well, that's why it we, I regret it. it. I regret it. Yeah, it's, it's easily my worst film of the summer. Extremely negative, but I just I was quite excited for it. I was really excited for it as well. I thought it had leaned into what I mean. We we've recently it'll be going up on Thursday actually. This Thursday we we we've done a drink on commentary for Meg One before we watched Meg Two. It's miles better. So fun. And even that one's not great, but it's a lot of fun. It's just a fun B movie. Yeah, this one was uh, how you can make a film about Jason Statham fighting a shark and it not be at the very least fun is 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 crazy. Something's gone so wrong. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. I think I'll give it a two. I'll give it a one. Um, Moving on. I hope we don't get a Meg three now. Strays. Uh, we don't have a budget available for this, um, and it's it's not a summer blockbuster. To be fair, we're just shoving it in because we we're just shoving it in because we liked it, and because we have a border terrier who looks the spitting image of Reggie here. Um, for a summary, Reggie. <laughs> Reggie's a dog who. Um, has been bought. Well, he's kind of ended up with a man who doesn't, who hates him, but he broke up with his girlfriend and kept being bitter. Spite, so he, really. yeah, he kept the dog. Uh, he wants to get rid of the dog. They play a game called Fetch and Fuck, where uh, it's not sexual. Don't worry. Where <laughs> he throws no, he throws the ball far away to try and lose Reggie, and then whenever Reggie finds it and brings it home, he says the 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 evil man says fuck, but then he eventually drives Reggie into a different city and throws the ball, and Reggie gets lost. Very sad. But he's taken under the wing of another dog called Bug, Bug, who's been astray for a while and like teaches him the ropes. And then they, they embark on a quest. They teach him that Doug, who's the evil human, never loved him. So Reggie decides that he's going to go back and bite Doug's dick off. <laughs> so they go on an epic quest <laughs> to bite his dick off. To bite his dick off. And, and it's the comeuppance is glorious. Yeah, it's as stupid as you think it's going to be. It's um, but it's very very funny. It's, yeah, there's lo- it's loads of swearing. It's absolutely not for everyone. Like if, no, it, it depends what not. sort of comedy you like, but if you if you like the idea of dogs doing stupid shit, <laughs> like, I think if you own a dog as well, a lot of the jokes are really accurate. Like yeah. stupid things, like little jokes about them spinning around before they go to sleep, and yeah, I'll, it was very. It was just it was a lot funnier than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, there's a really funny bit when fireworks start going off and they all think that they're, they're all going to think they're going to die. That's funny, um, and it's really impressive because ninety five percent of the film is real dogs. Yeah, it's it not really like good. they only use CGI when like a dog's falling out of a tree or something because obviously you can't just drop a dog down a tree. <laughs> People wouldn't like that. that would I wouldn't be a very like that. Yeah. Film. Um, but no, the dogs in it are all great. <laughs> You're doing yeah. really good. Um, all very good boys and girls. The voiceover acting is. I mean, Jamie Fox is so funny. Oh, so good in it. Will Ferrell's obviously hilarious. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's just yeah, it was just a lot funnier than I thought. I thought we, it was just one of those films. I thought, oh, we'll go and watch this. It's classic easy dog. watching, yeah. isn't it? Easy watching. It'll be a bit of a laugh. Yeah, you'll you'll get some giggles, but I think it surprised it us both in that we laughed a lot more yeah. than we thought. Yeah. Um, 
there's like jokes like they think that humans pick up the dog shit to collect it in some way and they think that's what they like right, how chocolate's made and that's why they're not allowed to eat chocolate um bug gets picked up by a big bird at one point and that's really funny it's just proper stupid this is what the meg should have been like yeah it's just stupid yeah. funny but don't have to take it too seriously it's got and it's why are they and there's some dogs in it and there's some fun dogs in it cute mm-hmm. dogs um and i, I love well it. strays rating i'd give it an eight i'd go seven um so this we don't have a budget available you'd guess it'd be about 15 mil it can't have been a lot 20 mil max you'd think and it's made 32 million gross worldwide so far i think this is one of those that'll do really well when it goes on to streaming yeah it'll be like number one in the charts for a while um yeah i liked it a lot um i would recommend to go watch it i would if you if you like that sort of comedy if you like will ferrell films and you know kind of raunchy humor this is a very nice original one um and a, a guy's dick may or may not get bitten off it does it does, it does yeah <laughs> um and that just about concludes uh summer blockbuster summer blockbuster review our rankings oh where would you rank strays oh yeah it's above the meg obviously meg's dead last yeah well oh. top three for me so barbie's top then i've got oppenheimer and turtles that's my top three well mine is oppenheimer top then mission impossible and then barbie and turtles tied for third yeah fair yeah um, these lot of waffles come out every Tuesday, Tuesday. morning, and uh, next week we will be talking about the blackening. Uh, you were so not invited to my bar mitzvah, um, and potentially Cob- Blue Beetle, and Cobweb, definitely maybe. Cobweb because we have yeah. seen Cobweb. We should watch Blue Beetle in the week. Uh, as I said, this Thursday, I drink on commentaries where we turn films and drink games and teach you how to play them. Uh, we'll be going up for the Meg. Uh, and that's about it. Let us know your favourite summer blockbusters on our. Yeah, let us know what your ranking is. Uh, tw- uh, oh, it's not even called Twitter anymore, is it? What's it called? Oh, it's Twitter, isn't it? It's fine. Well, yeah, our Twitter Sweet is. Films Alk. Mm-hmm. Get in touch. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, these will be regular again. We'll be back. Promise. Promise. Double promise. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank and you. goodbye. Press the wrong button. Goodbye. <laughs>